2. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. At the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord a pair of turtle doves, or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus, to do for him according to the custom of the law. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them, and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, 
and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was eighty-four. She did not depart from the temple, worshipping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Israel. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up, according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. Then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances, and when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem, searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. End of reading. Luke chapter 2 is probably a really familiar text to us, um, but mostly mostly the first half, you know, because that's all what's uh, categorized, I guess, as the Christmas stuff. Like, those are the things you got to read around Christmas time, and then probably, you know, those, those Isaiah prophecies and so on. Um, but uh, you usually don't have, you usually don't have this, this temple stuff with, like, Simeon and then Anna, and then... You have the the story of when he's twelve years old. Um, usually, don't have that. Also, um, it, I mean, it's fifty two verses, so maybe that's why you don't you don't hear all of this stuff in one sermon. <laughs> but, um, and that's beside the point of like you know the original Bible not even having chapters. But my point is, um, we're very familiar with the with that you know that Silent Night type of stuff. Um, but the stuff that's said about Jesus. All the way through this thing, um, it's really, it's really emphatic. Like the emphasis and repetition of specific phrases from multiple people over the span of here, I guess, around twelve years, about this boy and what's anticipated about him. It's it's hard to ignore when you read it all at once. So I'm gonna make note of some things that are repeated here. So we've got. Um, first we have, um, the angels speaking to the shepherds. What do they say? The angel says, 
I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. That's something that's also repeated here in verse 32 when Simeon is prophesying. He says, um, you've, you've prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. So right there, you know, he's talking about this is for, this is for all people, Gentiles and, and Jews. Um, another thing that's repeated is this, uh, this redeemer of Israel specifically. So we have, uh, I mean, the fact that he's a son of David, he's in the city of David, um, verse 11, unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. Um, and then it's said, and then it's said later here, um, in verse 29, or not verse 29, excuse me, in verse 25, look at what it says here. There was a man, Simeon, righteous and devout, and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Consolation, redemption, salvation. You know, they each, they each do have like their own nuances and meaning, but all these words bundled together, they really are expressing this really uh, rich and expansive thing about Jesus being the Redeemer, the Savior, um, the the one who who restores Israel, um, and uh, something I mean something that's like goosebumps type of stuff is uh, is a little later here where he says um, that this child is for the rise and fall of many in Israel. I thought that was an absolutely epic line about Jesus. Verse 34, here it is. Simeon blessed them, Mary and Joseph, and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. That's another word that's repeated. We had a light for revelation of the Gentiles. Um, we have for the glory of your people Israel. And then we have here in verse 35, thoughts, or sorry, yeah, thoughts from many hearts being revealed. The rise and fall of many in Israel. Man, what's that about? Well, if you know, if you know the other, you know, the later parts of Jesus' story, how he's, you know, he's pronouncing judgment over, over the Pharisees, over the, the, the hypocritical religion that was being practiced at that time. So he was there for the fall of many. To bring down many and to lift up many in Israel. And you see both of those things happening throughout Jesus' ministry. Um, so that's an absolutely epic line about this this little baby, eight days old. <laughs> and and that's what's being said about him. Imagine looking at that little baby, eight years old, or excuse me, eight, eight days old, and being able to say that he will be the rise and fall of many in Israel. That's epic. Um, or fall and rise of many in Israel. Um, another thing that's repeated, you got in verse 38 here, same thing, Anna, it says there in verse 38, she's waiting for the redemption of Israel. You know, we all the faithful people are longing for the same stuff throughout this story. They're all longing for the same thing throughout this story. You know, we have also in, in Luke 1, we have Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, um, and then you also have Mary with her, what's called the, you know, the Magnificat. Um, she also is saying stuff about the redemption of Israel. We've been longing for this, this whole time. 
um, you know, you think about that that song that we sing around Christmas, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And it's it's kind of done in a way that's it it it's like it is happy, but it also kind of has a sense of of longing and yearning, like, man, it's not it's not quite here yet. Um and so you have all these people saying it's it's happening. It's here. I'm looking at this baby, and this is what I this is what we've been waiting for: the consolation of Israel, the redemption of Jerusalem, this this capital city. Um, so we have j- just to go over what we've just to repeat what we've gone over. We have that Jesus is going to be for all the peoples, not just Jews, but Jew and Gentile. We have that Jesus is for the restoration of the kingdom of Israel, the redemption of the kingdom of Israel, the rise, the fall and rise of many within Israel. Uh, and that's, I think, explained more in depth through uh, through the stories, uh, through the accounts we have of Jesus's later life. Um, and then you have the last, you have the last part here of uh, Jesus as a 12 year old, 12 year old son. Um, and this is the, this is the account of him being left in Jerusalem by accident, well, by the parents' accident, but not by accident, by him. <laughs> um, and uh, it says here, well, first of all, I want to make a note that Jesus was in a family that, uh, you know, they had they had really honorable, noble traditions. Every year at the Feast of Passover, they they went up to Jerusalem. You know, they, they never skipped out. And when he was 12 years old, they went up, according to custom. So I just want to point that out, that, you know, that's how Jesus Jesus was raised. That's That's the environment. He was raised in, um, and you can see that continuing in his in his adult life too, because there are many times where it's like, and so he got up and went, you know, went to some some quiet place to pray, as was his custom, or like there's there's some kind of little phrase like that that he says, or oh he was in the synagogue on the Sabbath, as was as was his custom or whatever. I mean that was a custom of a bunch of people. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying he was, you know, he was. Uh, religious and noble in in you know the best sense of of that word religious. Anyway, continuing on here, um, look at what it says here. It says after three days they found Jesus in the temple. Three days later, he's still there. <laughs> after three days, three days they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And you know maybe he's asking questions like actually. Hey, what's the answer to this thing? Or maybe he's asking the questions like we see him do in his adult life, where his questions are really, are really, you know, you he wants to hear you give the answer because he already knows he already knows the answer. <laughs> Listening to them asking questions, and the reason why I think it's that second one that I said that he wants he's trying to draw other people into hearing his answer to a question. Verse forty-seven, and all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. So he wasn't there just saying like, hey, what's going on? I don't know anything. It was, it was no, it was amazement at how he would listen and how he would understand and how he would ask questions and then also give answers to these questions. So this was, I mean, a boy genius right there in the temple talking with these these PhD level the- theologians, if you will, and they're astonished at his understanding, at his answers. At the kind, at the quality of questions he's asking, at how engaged he is in in his listening, and when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, "Why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress." And then look at Jesus' answer. 
why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Of course, I gave emphasis to must there. I must be in my father's house, referring to the temple, not his earthly father, Joseph's house. Really interesting. And um, I think that's also related to the stuff we've been talking about here. Because look at, look at how many times it says he's here for the consolation of Israel. And then Anna says he's here for the redemption of, of Jerusalem. You know, so that's where we're getting more specific to the redemption of, of the temple, of the capital, of the kingdom. And here Jesus is saying, yeah, that's, that is where I am. That is where I'm going, going to, to focus. I'm right here in my father's house. Where else would I be? And that's the stuff that was said about him when he was, when he was a few hours old. That's the stuff that was said. Of, well, it was said about him before he was even physically born. Um, that's the stuff that was said about him at eight days old. That's the stuff that was said about him um, here. At That's the stuff he's saying about himself when he's 12 years old. And another thing that I want to point out that's repeated twice here is verse 51. He went, uh, he went down with them to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. That's repeated twice here. I forget if it's said in Luke 1. I mean, it's, she's definitely doing it in Luke 1, whether it's in the verses or not. His mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And then here's another thing that's repeated, verse 52 and verse 40. But I'll read 52 right here. Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And that's basically the same thing. Verse 40, the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. So I'm making note of the things that are repeated because I think that is how this author is trying to get us to focus on the main things. Those are the main things. So what are the main things? This is a savior for all the peoples. This is one who is coming to restore God's kingdom on earth, uh, to save his people. Uh, he's here for the fall and rise of many. So he's, he's in charge. He, he's going to issue judgment. He comes with righteousness to, to bring down the proud and to lift up the humble. Um, another one is that this is, a, this is a child that is strong, that is, that is wise, that the favor of God is upon him, that he's... He's just astonishingly brilliant and astonishingly powerful as a, as, as a, even a, a young man here a, or a young boy about to become a man. Um, and so we're seeing, we're seeing how at the early, this is no accident. You could see all the signs and all the affirmations. And you also see how all the people of God, the faithful people of God were, were waiting for this. And so when they were seeing it happening before their very eyes, I mean, that's, like I said earlier, that's goosebumps type of stuff. Like, man, I'm actually, I'm actually going to be living in the generation where this happens and I get to see it with my own eyes. Um, so it's really cool to read about the, um, the, you know, the promises coming to fruition in this, in this text and also knowing the full story of Jesus. And when I say story, I definitely mean a historical account, by the way. I'm not talking about like we're talking myths here. I'm talking about this really happened. Um, and so th it's really special to see at the early stages. And it's, um, it's really cool. I mean, I, th I think it's beautiful. And this is real life. Um, and there's nothing more, more beautiful than, than this. And uh, Jesus is just, I mean, he's amazing. He's astonishing. 
he's so powerful he's so wise and um i just i just love reading about him and and um hearing what he says and and what these other people are saying about him what the angels say about him that's so cool um so it's really impactful to to listen and hear and think about the uh you know that that impression that Jesus gives and uh but more more than the impression what what he means and what he really came to do so that it's there's no room for doubt what what he came to do which was to to be a savior to be the king to restore his kingdom on earth to be a savior for all peoples to bring down the proud to bring down the wicked to lift up the humble to to protect and save the righteous um and that he is he's a powerful wise brilliant savior with god's favor upon him so grow with the growth that's from god